beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Rome, I got something for your ass. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast 5-Minute Podcast, a show where each week we dive deep, some might say too deep, into the Fast and the Furious universe. <laughs> Many might say too deep. Uh, this week, we are still on the worst of the movies, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, we are on a Season 2, Episode 8, where we are discussing Minute 35 to 40 of this very, very bad movie. Um, but we're having fun doing it. My name is Stone, and with me, my co-host, uh, Guard. Hey, Guard. <coughs> there Hello, he is. Stone. <laughs> glad you, glad you decided to clear your throat I, uh, right into your mic. <laughs> I didn't do my pre-show uh, throat clearings, and I've had a frog in my throat all day, so I thought I'd let <laughs> everyone absolutely have it in their ears as a preparation for what's to come. <laughs> absolutely have it why why hide why hide it you know i i want to be up front about what's going to go on this episode with them (laughs) okay (coughs) just really getting it out in the open um how are you you today how's it going stone thugs and harmony i'm doing rather well (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you, you you're not consistent but when you when you come in with them they're hot and heavy oh it makes it gives me great joy to pun your name um, and quite frankly, I think I'm the most prolific punter of your name that's ever done it. I, I've had competitors, but no one quite as good. Would you agree? Um, oh, I'd have to I'd have to check my my personal notes, check my diary. But from a recollection, you're pretty up there. Stone, I don't accept that as an answer. I want to be number one or nothing. You're, you're number uh, one. A hard, easy choice. You are number one. Thank you. That's all I wanted. I've called you Napoleon Stone apart. <laughs> you have my best competition at, yeah on the show i know i was there oh okay you had i thought you were saying you have you were saying no, you have i was saying you have um in confirmation because you yes have. correct my biggest competition is boner machine i mean i think i'm pretty easily number one if i do say so myself <sighs> yeah you're you know what now that now that you are bringing up other others you're absolutely right you are number one and that's why I chose you to be my co-host. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Stone, yeah, go. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna just ask you if you have anything uh, off the top. Only our sponsor. Oh, great. Um, we're back to people that have yet to pay us, but I think this week is a special one. Yeah, I the was checks in the, probably in the mail. The checks. Well, I I think we should do this one for charity, Stone. Oh, okay, yeah, for for charity. For the good We're of not going to charge this uh, sponsor. Aren't we generous? <laughs> yeah. I think you'll understand why soon. I was feeling good in the mood after my whole Team C's spiel last week. So, this, week episode, this week's episode is brought to you by Shelter Dogs. <laughs> Tired of the horrible selective breeding turning man's favorite companion into a weird mutated version of itself that can't breathe properly? Want to help out a creature that will soon, soon become your beloved friend for life? Consider adopting a shelter dog, or at least don't go to a puppy mill. At least, bare minimum, uh, don't go to a puppy mill. Yes, if you if you want to get a nice dog from a farmer that has a whole litter of the dog you want, that's fine. 
Yeah. But yeah. a puppy mill, not cool. Not not super cool, no. Um yeah, get a get a shelter dog if you need a dog. <laughs> if you're yeah. in if you're in the market for one dog or multiple. Or yeah, or more than one. Go nuts. <laughs> Go nuts. Get a <laughs> just, get, just buy every dog you see as, at the shelter. Listen, love as you. long as you can provide for said dogs, go absolutely nuts at the shelter. Yeah, just just, just really go for it. Why not, right? Um, guard. Mm-hmm. I love that sponsor. Shout out, and I'm glad we were not taking money from shelter dogs. <laughs> I suspected you would think that was the case. Um, I hear shelter dogs uh have been on hard times and don't have a ton of money to their name so mm-hmm. it is a really nice thing for us to do um but i also have one thing off the top oh excellent um if you'd like me to get into it because it also has to do with the uh team c's with shelter dogs oh <clears throat> with what oh with team c's with yes, team please. c's with team please c's get into it, so yes. just a recap from last week it's a charity put on by uh, uh youtube creators mr b to, mark rober to uh help clean up the c's Great cause. Um, and because of this great cause, I have seen literally the evening after we recorded last podcast, I just saw a plethora of uh, Team C's content mm-hmm. all over the internet. One of which Good. that I watched was um, by a channel, a YouTube channel I've talked about before, Donut Media. They make car content. And um, they now that I'm. Team C's brand? And now, and now that I'm. Car Guy Stone, I watch their car content regularly, and for Team C's, they did something a little different, where instead oh, of ranking fast cars, they ranked fast boats. I thought you were going to say they ranked the different C's. They ranked the C's, and which one was the fastest? No. That they would ranked, be tight. They ranked the fast C, boats. Well. It was a very oh, nice. good video, um, and interesting and fun all the way through, but... Part of the way through, I, they talked about something that caught my attention, and then I went deep, deep, deep down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of um <laughs> of Thai riverboat drag racing. Oh God, Stone! Your hobbies are getting more and more obscure. It's not a hobby. I just was on <laughs> the internet and and for and, now <laughs> and lost my way. I, dude, boats scare me, and these boats are terrifying but we'll get to that in a second i just want to tell you about these because i found them and they're lovely it's kind of like the uh the other just random car bits i found on the internet i just like to share these with you and the audience okay yeah um so guard let's do a little imagination exercise (laughs) okay everyone close your eyes everyone close your eyes unless unless you're you're driving (laughs) dude don't stop. What are you doing? Open your close, eyes. Listen, everyone, close your eyes if you're in a safe spot to do so. Um. So let's think Pull back over. to the first movie. Doesn't matter that you're late to work. Pull over. We're doing imagination. <laughs> um. Yeah. Exactly. Dude. Think back to the first movie, guard. Will you? I yes, I am. Remember, as we speak. my rem- my eyes are closed. By the way, Stone. <laughs> just to be clear. Good. Remember the opening or the first drag race where you got the cars you're on the streets of la you got all the the street rats now take those cars that they're driving just take the motor out of it and just get rid of the rest of it we don't need it don't need it that's I want garbage the motor only strictly the motor and like okay. not anything that's attached to the motor just the motor okay get rid of the car I, i'm picturing what i envision to be a motor and okay. it's just kind of suspended in blank okay. space, like the 
god scene in Harry Potter 7. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Um, and now the LA streets, get rid of those too. Replace them with Thai uh, canals. Okay, well, I well, I already replaced LA streets with the god scene, but I've replaced that with what canals? Uh, Thai. Thai, Can- as in Thailand? As in Thailand. They're about the width of a street, but they're made of water. Stone, I don't know if my mind's eye can con. I, I'm picturing in my mind's eye what I assume Thai <laughs> tunnels look like, or canals. No, a canal, not a not a tunnel. Okay, it's is, is this a jungle on the other side, or or um, city on the other side? Like of the like canal? um open fields, like rural fields on the outskirts of these canals. <laughs> And they're this the length of a city street. They're, the they're about the, the width of maybe a city street, maybe like a wide city street. <laughs> okay, I think I, I have some kind of image in my head. Go ahead. Okay, now think of, uh, now take a boat, but like a really skinny and really long boat that kind of looks like a really big surfboard. Wow, you are taxing my imagination, yeah, but I've got... Yeah, and now take that motor in its entirety and just put it on the back of it, plug a propeller into the back, and you have... Thai drag racing boats. <laughs> okay, well, I have a problem because my imagination boat sunk immediately when I put the engine in it. Well, I want you to know they look like they're about to sink. They are these crazy boats okay. that have enormous engines, like twin turbo, turboed uh, 2JZ engines, which are literally the engine that powered the Supra last movie. Sure. Just crudely stuck to the back of a boat. <laughs> and what are these? What's the purpose of these? Racing the boats? To to look sick and rip down the river, and that's kind of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. They're like painted like cars. Like they're they they look super dangerous. The people driving them aren't even wearing shoes. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> are these rich Thai men and women that are getting? engines to put on their weird surfboard boats i mean some of them are but also some are just like two-stroke engines like little motorcycle engines but when they're put on a boat that maybe weighs i don't know a couple hundred pounds you can just fucking fly no seat belts no safety measures just an engine on a boat they're fucking insane. I watched crashes. They're horrific. Oh, there's crashes. Oh, of course there's crashes. Now the audience is wrapped in. We have a bunch of sick animals that listen to this show. I know it. But there's you also were, this Everyone YouTuber. was like on the fence about that, Stone, and then you said there's some horrific crashes, and now everyone's <laughs> there's Googling also as we speak. This YouTuber who makes like car content... But he like he lives in Thailand and does content around these boats where he just like wanders around as the lone white guy <laughs> in Thailand, just asking people if he can ride on their crazy too fast boats. It's so bizarre. Weird. Every, everything about this I love. It's like it's like not a LA sponsor, by the way. No, not a sponsor. It I wouldn't recommend ever getting on these boats. They look like <laughs> death traps. Again, I'll put pictures, we'll put a link to uh uh project c's in that tweet shout out charity but i um, wish they were a sponsor it's just as if you take the la street racing scene as is depicted in the fast and the furious but replace the bodies of the cars with boats but they have the same engines <laughs> wow it's very uh, fascinating and i watched too many uh, videos of weird. it yeah it is weird and wild and um boats can be badass too but boats are way scarier than cars go figure. I did figure, actually. Um, yeah. Speaking of boats, 
shall we get into the episode then, Stone? Oh yeah, dude. We're we've been real boat heavy lately. <laughs> That's a great segue because boats feature prominently in this episode. They do. They did last episode. They're still featured prominently. Um this I'm no longer a car boy, I'm a boat boy. <laughs> boat boy stone. Oh, oh. Sound the alarm. Stone's That's a, a boat lie. Boy I never want to own a boat. Wow. Um I wait, wanna... you're lying. Did you say you're lying now? That was a joke. I'm not a oh, boat boy. You've, I you've I never want to own a okay. Yeah. That's well, funny. I didn't mm, I didn't lie. I had a nice little joke that I <laughs> oh, that it... I cleared up almost immediately, so unless well, they, I know unless I'm... they turned off the pod at that exact moment. <laughs> I know I'm feeling betrayed. Well, that's you. Uh, Guard, getting into it. Just two boat boys talking about a boat movie. Uh, Would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes began or ended? Yeah, and Stone, I'm going to surprise you this week. And I'm going to say how it ended. Huh. It ends with an argument. (laughs) It ends with a little argument between friends. Yeah, they happen. Um, And it starts with the... uh, the cops that were just uh, blasted at by Roman uh, being furious, and rightfully so. Yes, yes, that's true. So, as is tradition with this podcast, we pick up right where we left off. Uh, Roman has just popped a couple rounds into the cop car that has shown up. The cop screamed out, son of a bitch, because, fair, I wouldn't be happy if my coworker also shot at me. Mm-hmm. Um and, and Brian co-worker and Roman, is indeed what he is. Let's remind. He is a coworker, and um, this coworker that has just been fired upon is not happy. And then his two coworkers flee the scene. Yes, for those of you just joining the pod at season two, episode eight, welcome. <laughs> Brian and Roman have teamed up with the cops to go undercover to become drivers. To be drivers for a notorious for a drug dealer. Drug dealer in Miami. Um, and they're trying to take them down in uh, exchange for their their good names being cleared. Indeed. Speaking of their good names being cleared, we almost immediately get a shot, uh, a very fast shot, of what Brian's driving record looks like. <laughs> yes, I did. I also paused on that, and I also looked through it. Yeah, we get to see it because... Um, uh, Inexplicably. Uh, Fuentes, uh, first yeah, name unknown. Eva- Eva Fuente. Eva Fuentes. One half of her real name and one half of her movie <laughs> name. Hold on. Yes. You go ahead, Stone. I'm going to look that up again. <laughs> um, she is a reminder, undercover, but hanging out with the drug runner, going over uh the driving record history of both um, Brian and Roman Pierce. The so I guess that's doing this uh, is named Eva Mendez who portrays Monica Fuente. Monica Fuente. And uh, I guess this explains why they needed the driver's license. It does, and um, I'm still... So she used the driver's license to find their driving record. I'm not sure if um, the driver's license has any special thing besides just their name. Their name, If they could already look up a driving record, I think just the name would have done it, I suspect. Uh, but that's a question for Officer Doug, maybe. Maybe. It also says driving record history, specifically, but then she also says that he spent a year for aiding and abetting a violent criminal, which we can yes. only assume is uh, Dominic. Dominic Toretto. Who is uh, still mysteriously not in this Still movie. not here. Um, 
but I don't know why that's... Much to my chagrin. That's a fact that comes up when looking at the driving record. Huh, interesting. <laughs> um, another fact that you might have noticed, Stone. Yes. Did you see his most flagrant uh, and most suspected by you and I crime that he's committed? I did, as no surprise to me, guard, or anybody ever, he has been cited on the day uh, November 14th, 1991, uh, with a seatbelt violation. <laughs> Son of a bitch, dude. Son of a bitch, dude. He's been not wearing his seatbelt for the better part of a decade. Hey, guy, it's cool to buckle up. It's way cooler to buckle up. If I see Especially someone- Especially if you're going to be driving recklessly, dude. Which we also see he has several careless driving citations. Yes, he's been pulled over many times for recklessly driving, which makes a lot of sense. What doesn't make sense is recklessly driving without your seatbelt. Dude, live live fast, die in a car crash. Ooh, that's... Oh, oh no. Oh no, Stone. In the movie, in terms of movie. I'm only talking about the movie. I didn't think about that before I said it. (laughs) That doesn't even happen in the movie. Yeah, it does. Do you not remember last episode where multiple people died because they were living fast and I thought you meant Brian specifically. No, no, just the whole theme of this movie. Okay, well, we're canceled, so everything you say now is of no consequence. Sick. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Vin Diesel, when you inevitably listen to this podcast. We know he's he's your brother for life. I know, and we we love everything about him, Um, except for... That and his doesn't character wear doesn't wear a seatbelt. Um, also, you can see that she was looking up uh, uh, Romans. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Stone. People who don't know what we're talking about are fucking lost right now. Dude, I'm lost, and I know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wear your seatbelt, everyone. Wear your seatbelt. If you don't wear your seatbelt, I think you're a big fucking dork. <laughs> An idiot, I would say. <laughs> Some might both. say. Both. Yeah, Hell, both. Um, anyway, uh, 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 Roman's driving records also pulled up, but covered by Brian's, which his is the more interesting one, which kind of bums me out. So yeah, presumably not good. Well, you can see that there are many uh, citations and violations. We just can't see what they are. I'm assuming similar ones to Brian's. Um, also I was extremely curious to find out what he I assume so as well. I was really curious to know what he went to jail for still. Still don't know. <laughs> still don't still know. I, don't I suspect know. we'll never find that out, to be honest. God, can I bring something else up that I thought about while watching this Fast Minutes? Um, spoiler for the rest of the five yep. minutes. But we still don't get any uh, Tej action. We got a lot of Tej early, and we've been very Tejless. Yeah, that's true. What the fuck? I, I actually wrote that down as well, Stone. I wrote... Um, where are Tej, Suki, and the rest of the idiots at? We don't have any of those people. I and assume... I'm suspecting... I don't know if they're coming back, man. Well, I assume that um, Flapjack is trying to deal with the fact that he's being <laughs> evicted, and he doesn't have a home oh, right, right now. He might be dealing with I homelessness, which is a serious problem in cities in America. Who's having some housing pr- complications. Yeah. I'm sure... I Hopefully, he's going to counseling... With his lady, because they didn't seem to have a healthy relationship. Wait, what's um, his I, actual... Oh, Slapjack. I hope Orange Julius is just, I don't know, anywhere else but this movie. Because he's an upsetting character, but... 
He does blow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying like they made a really big deal out of those four people to not have them appear for quite some time. I was thinking about that too, where the race at the beginning of the first movie really set the stakes and introduced us to our characters and really like gave us an insight to this world that we were going to be uh, involved with for the remainder of the movie. The race at the beginning of this one was just to remind everyone that cars still exist and race in this film. And Brian's good at racing now. Heads up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't... It didn't didn't really provide any meaningful information as of yet. I don't know. I assume we're going to get more Tej because we know from Fast 9 he's a returning character. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I don't well, remember I enough Dom of this movie. Was, I mean, I thought we get a lot of Dom for being a returning character, but <laughs> he's not yeah, in this film. You don't know that. <laughs> Dude, we're 40 minutes in the movie. It's a little late to introduce a new main character, right? He's not new, though. He's Come on. New. If he's going to be a main character in a sequel, like, <laughs> it's a little late to introduce him at this point. Okay, well. That's that's your theory. When do you guard? I want you to put it on the record right now. When do you think we will see Dom again in the course of this podcast? <laughs> the fourth movie in the series. Okay. So, so in approximately in approximately a year. Yeah. You're telling me you think we're going to talk about Dominic Toretto again. I thought we were going to have Dom like I thought we were going to have him for this movie and not Tokyo Drift. So I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll get and our fill I'm of Dom. To, yeah, I'm starting to realize he's not in this movie, and I'm like, oh, no. Is this sustainable? I don't know. People are still listening. People are still listening, and uh, they, they've made nine movies, so apparently, yes. Yeah, I don't know how they recovered from these two, but holy shit. But um, I'm so glad they did, you know? Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird, man. Anyways, uh, back to the movie. Anyways. We're thirty seconds in. Um, the they show back up to uh, the bad guy's house, and um, they get a they have a nice dinner, have a nice lunch because uh, Tyree says he's hungry. Yeah, he literally said, <laughs> he he shows up to the the whole point of this five minutes is Roman is a douche, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Roman is a douche and a bit of an airhead, and again, he's proving himself an unworthy undercover cop. Extremely. Yeah. The first thing he says when he so they hand over the envelope, we still don't know what's in it. The guy's about to open up the envelope and finally get some payoff. Roman interrupts that to say, "I'm hungry," and so the guy's like, "Oh my god!" So he takes one of the back. Where they have, for some reason, already plated an entire meal of, well, like, empanadas or something. I don't know what it is. It's like some sort of fried food and fruit. I uh, like to think that uh, he was going to feed them anyways because he's a nice stand-up character. The but, drug dealer? Yeah, but he um, his hand was forced by Roman. He was going to offer it, but he forced his hand with his douchiness. I would also like to point out uh, the entire w- we we get shown uh, Brian and Roman walking from the front to the back the entire way for some reason, <laughs> and also for some reason, oh, a hilarious bit they put in. Super the conversation, <laughs> the whole time they're walking, th- the conversation Roman keeps pestering Brian if he's checking out Eva Mendez. 
Um, I have the whole conversation written out. There, there's a lot of this for this movie where I'm just writing out the full conversation because it there's reads like it. it reads like um, I don't know, a middle schooler's book report. He it says why are you checking her out? And he says was not. He says M two. He says was not. Then he says was too. And he said okay, I was. Shut up. Apparently these guys are middle schoolers. <laughs> Middle schoolers arguing about whether or not Brian was checking out someone that is walking right next to them the entire time. She could hear the whole conversation. She heard all of it. and then, They weren't whispering. They weren't no. 10 feet back. She was a foot ahead of them, and they were talking at full volume. About checking her out. About checking her out. Hilarious And then he says, okay, I was, while she's there still. Um... These guys have the mental capacity of middle schoolers, and somehow they're both police officers and drug runners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre, man. It is the only thing I can say about that. Um, Guard, we get the big payoff, finally. Uh, what's in the manila envelope? You say big payoff, Stone? <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> so, drum roll. The big payoff that we've been waiting three full episodes to <laughs> reveal. Ten, no, f- so about 13 minutes of movie time, I guess. About. It's a cigar. It's a cigar? It's a cigar. It's a cigar, a lighter, and a cigar cutter. Um, yes. Which he put in his own car at... His own impound lot, we later find out, um, all just for a nice, fun test for the drivers. Now, Stone, you say impound lot. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> it's a boat yard. It's a boat yard. We, uh, we goofed on how, how boaty last episode was, and we got pe- more payoff than the cigar, in my opinion. We learned that there's so many boats there because he refers to it as a boat yard. It's a boat yes. yard where they do cars as a side business, I'm assuming. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about that, and I'm I'm thinking to myself: Did we get got by the writers of this movie with this fun reveal that it was a boatyard? <laughs> Is it a fun reveal? I think it's only a fun reveal if you talked about the scene where they say "Where are the boats?" for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that also. Um, I was saying, how did these guys know where the impound was the other day? How in the fuck do they know where this guy's private boatyard is? And how did they then mistake said private boatyard for a police impound? I don't, you know, not a lot of it makes sense. Is it a boat impound yard? Is it just a place where people store their boats? It's just, um, it's his boat. It's He says boatyard. It's just a place where you store your boats. And Roman and Brian burst into it, not once thinking, hmm, this isn't where the police impound is at all. He he said, my car has been impounded, and then they showed up to a thing that wasn't an impound yard, and then found his car at not an impound yard, and none of this was a red flag for them. Again, awful cops. Awful, awful cops. Uh, and an they awful might have figured dealer. that out. Yeah, they might have figured that out if they weren't, I don't know, goofing around on the interstate. But yeah, whilst whatever. other people were <laughs> experiencing grisly deaths. Yeah. Um. Uh. So he does that little test. He reveals it's a cigar as a sick flex. Hilarious, dude. He's so cool. Yeah, super funny. Um, <laughs> super cool. He then says he they've passed the test somehow. 
They've done by it. by being the first people to burst through his window shirtless. <laughs> so he has a job for them. He wants them to take something he won't tell them what it is, an undisclosed amount, uh, an undisclosed distance, and he will pay them one hundred grand to do so. Uh, yes, I also want to point out that he. <laughs> As he's telling them that scene, that is right after he takes out the cigar, lights it up, and then they, again, walk from their backyard where they haven't eaten any food, even though the whole point to go into the backyard was eating food. He lights his cigar. He walks to his own front yard where he just hawks his cigar into his own yard. Uh, Yeah, and he smoked maybe one or two puffs of it total. So in this scene, Roman says, I'm hungry. He says, okay, let's go get some food. They sit down. Food is served. They don't eat the food. He then lights a cigar, and then Nexine immediately takes his cigar that he just lit, throws it in his own yard. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is lunacy, man. It How doesn't is, make any sense at it's all. such a simple, dumb scene where they just need to convey some information, and somehow it's, it's insane. It's insanity. They yeah. don't eat the food. He barely smokes a cigar. Ah. Yeah. He I owns mean, the boat simple. yard, which isn't an impound lot. The more I think about this, the more I feel like I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah, it's like a slap in the face to people watching it. Like, (laughs) who cares if we get this any sort of continuity or anything that makes any sort of sense, you know? He also walks them to the front. He walks them to the front yard, throws his guitar, and says, uh, the house has ears. (laughs) So is his own house bugged? What the fuck is going on, dude? I read that down to you. So... (laughs) Like, he knows the Fed has bugged his house. But he doesn't know that he's literally having a conversation. Of the four people that are at his lunch table in his backyard, three of them are cops. Three of the four undercover cops, everyone but himself, yet somehow he knows that his own residence is bugged. He's somehow the smartest and dumbest person ever in this movie it's so yes. it's too much man now speaking of things that make no sense we know the director <laughs> at this point isn't very good with money slang right no no he really isn't he's confused us for hours <laughs> um at this point the same director thought it was a relevant smart uh move to offer drug runners $100,000 to transport some mysterious object that's Correct. way too much fucking money. It must be a high value object. Listen, man, I don't know the run the going rates for like illegal object movers. I guarantee you it's not a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Unless they're driving a helicopter to where they're going, that's fucking crazy, dude. Um I <laughs> These are people he met today. You did meet him today. Okay, I want you to know the um the distance they're going, they all, he also says where they're going. They're going from North Beach to the Keys. So um, depending on what key they're going to... So two places in Florida. That is either um, a 70-mile 70 70 trip that is uh, approximately an hour and 24 minutes, or it is... Um, much further and much longer, a 109-mile trip that takes two hours and 11 minutes. So they're going to be on the road. Oh, wait. I'm, a f- I'm full of shit. I'm full oh. of shit. I'm a liar. I'm lying again. to you. Wow. 
The second one is three hours. They could be oh. on the road for three hours. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think I think three hours in uh, Miami traffic is worth a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Thirty-three grand an hour seems pretty uh, overpriced to me. That's pretty steep, but we still don't know what they're running. Who um, cares? They could be running plutonium. <laughs> I mean, illegal is illegal, right? Like they could be running dead bodies, and that's still too much money to, okay, to offer uh, them. A guard, what do you think they're running? Oh, um, dude, who, I have who fucking zero. Knows? I have zero memory. Of who knows what, what the dumbass thing they're hauling is at this point? I mean, the it guy sent be... them on a goose chase to get a cigar cutter. It can't be drugs. That's too easy, right? It's probably VHS players, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, if only. If only. Um, I'm going to say it's a human. It's a person. That's They're fine. running a person. Yeah, what I mean it could it could be <laughs> moon rocks. Whatever it is is too they're paying him too much money. Dude, and they, they haven't gotten to that, moon rocks. They haven't gotten to moon rocks until the ninth movie. They're not that Right, that's yet. F9, excuse me. <laughs> Regardless of what it is, it's too much money. And on top of all the money, Roman has the fucking audacity to say, "I'll do it for a hundred grand each." Um, that's another another time where Roman's an idiot. Does, what an asshole! He's, he's not going to get that money. Does he understand how his job works? <laughs> Obviously not, dude. His job Obviously is to not. agree to whatever that guy offers to have evidence to use against him later on. He has no idea what's going on. So I'm starting this to think This is why you wasn't... brief your undercover agents instead of just letting them go <laughs> into the field. Yeah, I'm starting to think they weren't briefed at all. They were just given cars and told good luck. <laughs> Based on Roman's actions in this entire scene, I would have to agree with that. Or maybe he just wasn't listening. Who knows? But let's also remind the audience, this is the same Roman Pierce that um, uh, eight movies in the future is uh, doing space travel. I mean, I get why they play his character as a huge dumbass in the later movies, because he is. You can't redeem someone as dumb as he is in this scene. My it's pretty god, hard to dude. do so. <laughs> oh my god. He's an undercover cop, man. Barely. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Roman being an idiot, he still has one major transgression to uh, commit in he this does. five minutes. He does. Despite the two he's already made. He does. Um, we learned that uh, Roman has the stickiest of fingers, and he couldn't leave without just stealing some random shit. <laughs> this is something in movies that I think is getting to be a dumb trope and annoying, by the way, uh, where someone steals something, the audience doesn't know that someone stole it, and then whoever had it stolen from them goes... Wait a minute, I'll take back my whatever thing it was. You have that thing. <laughs> like, show a, show us that he stole it, you know? Or show us how the guy knows that it was stolen. It's not cool to be like, oh, by the way, I mean, you have my cigar cutter? Oh, yeah, that's what he steals. He steals the cigar cutter because um, <laughs> there's one thing we know about Roman. He's a big cigar head. Yeah, he loves cigars, dude. No, the real reason he has stolen it, by the way, is way dumber. Uh, I wrote it down. So Brian, so he is humiliated. The guy calls him out. He gives back the cigar cutter. Absolutely Brian, humiliated. Yeah. We switch to, oh, uh, hold on. I have to bring something up because it's so weird. They Before any of this happens, Brian shakes the guy's hand 
why did they switch to like a camera looking from the ground <laughs> up for the handshake? They got they got a from the concrete view of this handshake. You know, for for art because this is a work of art, guard. That's why. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> I thought that was pretty weird, but anyway. No, it was very strange. Yeah, yeah. So very, very strange. Um, I fe- I get your I felt your sarcasm, Stone. Don't worry. <laughs> I I know you don't think this is a piece of art. Anything's art if you believe it is, Guard. If it makes you feel. And this makes me feel angry. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, guess, I guess it is. I art. guess it can be art. Yeah, hell yeah. Um. Anyway, then Brian rightfully so calls out Roman for being a fucking idiot in the next scene, and says, "Why'd you do that?" Roman says the reason he did that is because I quote, I ain't letting nobody stare me down to in jail, homeboy. Uh, you think I'm gonna let it fly on the beach? <laughs> Which is is very stupid because um, you're at the house of a known drug dealer and you're working for the cops. You let him stare you down all day, dude. That's your fucking job. Wants. Yeah, who gives a shit? You were on his at his house, and uh, he's the criminal in the case that you're like trying to put against. I don't. Yeah, let, let him scuff your shoes, man. Who who cares? Let him, let him spit on a picture of your mother. This is your job, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. The the point is get him to commit and admit to crimes, and then you have evidence to testify against him with. The more Roman speaks, I think he wasn't briefed. I think they just said, Brian, uh, just take him along with you. He'll, he'll figure it out. He'll pick case. it up, right? That's absolutely the case, dude. Because it's, in, yeah, it's fucking insane he, how idiotic he is. What a bitch move. On to- I mean, it's a stupid move and a bitch move. Like, the whole point of what he's saying is a pride thing, right? So yes. he stands up to this guy by stealing something. By just taking taking a trinket from his house. It's not even a thing of value. It's not something he wants or needs. He's just yeah. stealing a trinket from this guy's house. That's, That's about as dumb as if he put the silverware in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's the most cowardly way to stand up to someone I've ever heard. <laughs> he committed the same crime as, like, an edgy teen at a restaurant by putting yeah, dude. A, a, a fork in his pocket and walking out. <laughs> they stole the butter tray. Ooh, good one, Roman. Dude, really fucking got it. You really asserted your dominance there, man. <laughs> um, also, right before we get that whole reveal, um, we do know uh, what's going to happen next episode because the bad guy, who's, again, I don't, I don't know his name. I don't either. Tony Montana, probably. Yeah, bad guy um, says, Tony. hey, what if we uh, hang out later? We should go to the club. Meet at the club at midnight. Who meets at the club at midnight? That's crazy. <laughs> People are cooler wild, than you dude. and me, man, I guess. If you think meeting at the club at midnight is cool, you fucking suck. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on the record and say it. If you, If anyone ever told me, yeah, dude, meet me at this bar, I'll be there at midnight. I'll tell him to fuck right off. That's insane, <laughs> dude. It sounds exhausting. We're going to start hanging out at midnight. You can fuck right off, dude. I mean, I'm not going to be a drug dealer just because the lifestyle sounds so tiresome, oh, dude. It sounds exhausting, dude. Are you kidding? Cr- crime aside, yeah. I have to meet. I have to start a meeting at midnight? 
Yeah, where they're probably going to be expected to like drink alcohol and do drugs. These guys aren't teenagers anymore. No, I mean, you want your drug runners to the next day. Yeah, for you the want job. your you want your drug runners to be well slept and sober. Yeah, I'd say meet at six so you guys can get to bed by eight tonight. You got a big day tomorrow. Fuck, dude, crazy. Yeah. Um, but we're going clubbing, baby, at midnight at the Pearl. I think <laughs> the Pearl, cool club name. Yeah. Um, and then um, Brian says, well, "Why were you packing, Roman?" And he says, "You ain't." And then that's the end of our scene. They're so I guess packing, we don't know if clear. I don't know if we know. Also, <laughs> these guys are supposed to be on an undercover cop mission together. Mm-hmm. One not knowing that the other has a gun is like I don't know, maybe something they should work out as both friends and coworkers. Yeah, no, Brian was extremely surprised by the fact that Roman had a gun. Yeah, something you don't want to be surprised by your coworkers that they have a gun. And by the way, Brian Most does have a gun, to be clear. Roman says, Roman says, you don't have a gun? You ain't? And then he says, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Implying Brian does indeed have a gun. As two good friends, me and you, um, watching yeah. the what's supposed to be a good friendship between Brian and Roman, um, I can say th- I don't think they're very good friends. <laughs> I, I would have to agree with that. Um, also, uh, neither of us have put the other in jail, to be fair. No, no, neither have put each other in jail. I've never shown up uh, with a gun and you didn't know about it. <laughs> never, not even once. You've always known about my guns. I announce it to the you room. Always, yeah, you always say when you come into, when you're whenever you're packing, you you let everyone know out of. A I courtesy. let everybody know because I'm polite. We like I'm to at friend. parties. We like to say courtesy check. Who's packing? And we all lift up our shirts and we see who's packing. It's it's a fun thing, and it you know it's what good friends do. Yes, we all keep them tucked in our waistband. <laughs> Obviously, as is custom. And. Let everyone know when we're packing. Um, in case Officer Doug is listening, these were all jokes. Yeah, just Officer Doug, we're never <laughs> packing, to be clear. To be clear, um, I think you could tell from our, our general demeanor <laughs> that Son and I don't pack very often, but just in case any law enforcement's <laughs> listening, we don't commit any crime. Uh, all, all jokes, but um, if I was packing, Guard, you'd be the first to know. It's two guys that don't commit crimes talking about a crime on a podcast except that one time stone did a crime <laughs> i've only done a couple <laughs> we'll let the audience wonder what that is <laughs> yeah you'll be wondering <laughs> well stone i think that about wraps up our time uh, um that does uh it's probably good we have a shorter episode this week we've been running pretty long <sighs> they've been hefty um guard before yes. we do sign off yes uh, would you like to tell me any other stuff? Other stuff? I don't think I... I might have told you this outside of this or not. I don't remember. I viewed Last Night in Soho with my beautiful girlfriend, Courtney. Shout out me for having a girlfriend. Wow, brag about it. Uh, we went and saw Last Night in Soho the other night. No and it spoilers, is, please. Dude, I'm going... Is, I believe I'm going this weekend or this week sometime soon. I won't spoil it for you, but it's dark. Like, uh, physically or tonally? It's both tonally and metaphorically dark. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm into it. But it's pretty cool. I'm into it. 
It sends a powerful message, I thought. Okay. Well, I'll be I'll be uh, looking out for that message. Excellent. That's good to hear. What about you, Stone? Any other stuff? Um, for the spooky season, me and my girl fiance suck it. You don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> good. Ooh, ooh, cool, Stone. <laughs> um, we decided to get spooked, and we watched the '90s classic Scream. Nice. That movie holds up surprisingly well. I've heard good things. It's a it's a scary movie that is self aware enough where they talk about scary movies in the scary movie. Um, so it's a little it's pretty meta, uh, but I think because of that, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's pretty frightening in bits, but like I was never scared. Um, but it was a fun it's a fun scary movie, very fun scary movie. Nice. Um, it opens with the brew. This isn't a spoiler for an annual movie. It opens with Drew Barrymore, and you think, "Oh, she's in this," and then she gets horrifically uh, murdered <laughs> in wow, opening dude, that scene. That is a spoiler. That's fucked up. I mean, it's a ninety. It's it's, it's a thirty year old movie. It's fine. I'm upset um, to say the least. Uh, we both also. I mean, you haven't watched it yet, but I watched Judah and the Black Messiah, and that was the scariest movie of all because it was about racism racism in America. Um, and everyone should watch it. It was great. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. If you want a real feel-good movie, uh, don't watch that. But if you're looking for some uh, depressing, uh, great acting, and uh, uh, great flick, I'd recommend it. Excellent. Well, uh, with that being said, Stone, that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, but don't forget to hate, skate, and donate. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> <laughs>